Welcome to Real Talk with RJ and Matt. Join us each week as we break down merch by Amazon and print on demand with some of the top sellers on the platform. Learn from some of the best as we test theories and examine strategies to give you the tools and knowledge to find success in this industry. This podcast is sponsored by Merch Informer. Take your merch game to the next level by finding untapped niches and high sales volume keywords. Save hundreds of research hours by heading over to MerchInformer.com and grab a free three-day trial today. Links in the description below. So, um, <laughs> Teresa, do you want to give the audience, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, give a little bit of background. Like, how did you get into Pinterest? How did this become your forte? Yeah, a little bit by accident. Um, probably a lot by accident, actually. So, uh, have been doing e-commerce for the past six years. Before that, actually did blogging. And I had a Shopify store that I had opened up to solve some problems there of trying to sell my digital products that I was selling way back in like 2013, 2014. And what happened was, is I moved into selling in other marketplaces as well. Started learning Amazon FBA, did that. I have done print on demand, like everything that you can think of under the sun. I've had Etsy store in the past that I did well. I mean, I was sewing pillows at the kitchen table and selling them like hotcakes on Etsy. This is way back probably seven years ago. Okay. Um, eBay stuff like crazy. Anyways, to make a long story short is I was looking for ways to drive more traffic into the store. And what I was doing was testing a lot of Facebook ads, which can get rather expensive. And mm -hmm. when you start doing that, your, your budget starts to deplete pretty fast. Mm -hmm. and you have to do a lot of testing to find your winner, to find your winning ad. You got to, that's just kind of the name of the game. You got to put money here, 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 here on several ads, run them at once, test them, see what's going to work and then scale that up. So it's, it's kind of a rich man's game in a way where you've got to have a pretty large budget in order to do your ads on Facebook and Instagram. So I thought to myself, there's got to be another way of doing this. So when I was, going back to check on the blog i had stopped writing on it because i had moved into all of these other areas of bringing in income i came back looked in google analytics and pinterest was the number one traffic source coming in completely free mm -hmm. i had done nothing i was not on pinterest i was doing nothing these people were coming there and they were pinning out all of these images and stuff basically they were doing the marketing for me and it was completely for free that was my answer right there Right. So from that point on, no one was talking about Pinterest and I decided that I was going to dive deep into this and figure it out. So it's taken me a period of a few years here to really get to a point where I feel like, man, I, I, I've got this algorithm down of what's happening because it is a, a big search engine. It's the third largest search engine in the world. So with that, I started to do a lot of testing, a lot of learning, a lot of tracking and then ended up doing it across several accounts for different people at the same time, putting all of those results together, and that was the answer. So I still do get a lot of traffic to my blog from Pinterest, and I still don't have that much time to even devote to it for myself because I'm busy running all of this stuff for uh, other people's businesses and driving traffic in for them is what they pay me to do. So right. I have barely still even touched that, and it's still going. Like there's still traffic coming in for free. So what happened was, is they were coming in from Pinterest to the blog and then pushing from the blog to the shop by store and then sales were happening. And that was no money spent, totally free. And I wasn't even doing a thing. It was what happened was, is these articles that I was writing was solving a problem and people really loved it. They loved it. It drew them in to go read more. And they're still, even yet to this day, people leave comments like crazy on every single one of those posts. I see them come through like you've got another comment today. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you. That helps so much. I've had a situation where I was on the phone with a lady who had discovered uh, my store through the blog and discovered that from Pinterest. And she said, you know, um, I wanted to buy this bag and I got the wrong thing. Would it be okay if I exchange it for this or how, what can I work out? She says, by the way, I love, I love what you're doing on the blog, all of those articles. She says, that's how I found you. 
So what happened was, is I was taking cold traffic that I wasn't even doing. It was coming into the blog that was solving problems for people. And that was warming them up, warming that traffic in. And then of course, what they discovered was, man, there's a store attached to this. Let's go to the store and, and see what's going on in there. So it doesn't matter at that point what price I would put on those products. You've built that relationship with them. Yep. And they will they will buy anything you got. Right. You don't you don't have to compete anymore. There's no one to compete with. You have created this audience and you've created this loyal following. And so that is what Pinterest can do for you is bring in those people who are highly targeted. They're very interested in what you're doing. They want to become a fan. They fall in love with your brand, with, with everything that you're doing. At that point, when you build up your audience, you just put something in front of them. Here's a product. They will buy. Why? Because they just like you. They like you. And that's the number one reason why uh, people like to purchase products is based on their feelings. That's how they actually buy. That's, that's the best they're impulsive like that. They want to buy according to how they feel. And they Correct. feel like they like you. They have positive feelings. Then they're not afraid to go in and buy anything that you have to offer. Well, what I love what you talked about right there was um, <coughs> you're solving a problem for the customer, right? So like you're building mm -hmm. that trust. You're building that bond with the customer. They know mm -hmm. that like you're not there necessarily like just shove a product in front of their face and go buy right. this, buy this, buy this, buy this, right? Which is what they see on Facebook all the day, all day long, right? Like it's like, okay, you need this right now, this awesome pair of socks. Like, <clears throat> and it's a much different cycle when it comes through printers, right? Because it's it's a visual search engine. They get to see those pictures. It's, it's not something that is necessarily like throwing up that item directly in their face and saying, go buy this. Like they actually have interest. They went through it. They looked at it. They had an opportunity to see what your brand was about by going to your blog and seeing the things that you're talking about, the problems that you're solving for them. And so that develops that trust. It develops, like you said, happiness too, right? Because they get a feeling mm -hmm. when they go through your through your writing who you are and what you're about. Yeah, um, it's a sales funnel. Yep, exactly. That's all that it is. And your number one best sales funnel is on a blog post, free. My uh, my favorite part was that you did it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of that sometimes. I was like, did I just figure that out? Oh, I think I did. Yes. So, um, and then also too, like you did it on accident. And you're like, well, I didn't even mean to do that, and you end up doing it. And it's like you didn't even spend no money doing it, and you ended up mm -hmm. doing it. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so and I yeah. I paid out a lot of money to a person to coach me how to master Facebook ads. And I was doing it and I, you know, was getting some sales, but man, it was, it was expensive. It was expensive to do. So after that with coaching from that person who is a six figure seller in their Shopify store really has mastered Facebook ads like crazy. Two mm -hmm. years later comes back and says, so I hear you've been working on Pinterest. Would you like to come and, 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 uh, teach my people over here about what you're doing. He's like, this is totally new and different. And I said, I know I had to, you know, solve this problem creatively. And what happened was, is the answer was sitting right there in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that difficult. It was just a matter of let's go master the search engine so that I could figure out what really works and capitalize, capitalize on what's working. Well, I think the other thing that uh, that stands out to me too, like part of this is from the conversation we had earlier too, but I noticed that like you're willing to put in the work, right? So like a lot of people are looking for easy. Like the reason they go to Facebook is because they, they've been told that that's the easiest way to get customers. They just mm -hmm. have to spend some money at the problem. It's going to fix everything they do, right? Mm -hmm. I actually just got done talking over with, uh, with a coaching group we have about like resourcefulness versus resources, right? And a lot of times like there's so much more leverage in being resourceful and spending the time to do something that other people aren't doing versus just going where the mass is and going and taking the easy options. Well, I will tell you, if you follow the herd, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. you're, you're going right into the same area as your competition. You always want to do what no one else is doing. That is a true mark of an entrepreneur. You are pioneering. You are doing new territory. You're exploring areas that no one else is willing to go to. It's hard, it's difficult, and it gets kind of lonely because there is no one else doing it that you can mm -hmm. talk to about it. Plus, you may not want to be talking about it publicly mm -hmm. until you figure it out. 
but that is really what you have to do if you want to yeah. move into unexplored territory that is called your blue ocean if you if you're familiar with a blue ocean mm -hmm. strategy the more that you can identify your blue ocean that's where you need to go and it's scary it's it's uh risky because you don't know if it's going to work it's untested it's untapped but that's your job go test it go find out if it works now you've got something and you've got something on a much much bigger level yeah it's you have so much more leverage because it's it's unique it's not something that everybody else is doing um you have such an advantage over the rest of your competition um and just literally like having that roi on having organic traffic go to your website versus having paid traffic do you realize like how much more money you have to be able to spend to do other things um you know it's it's just it's unbelievable um it makes a massive massive difference in your business um so having done Pinterest now for how long? Oh boy, it's probably been four years began learning about it as much as mm -hmm. I could and then getting more serious in the last three years. And then, then it was like, as soon as I opened my big mouth and started talking about it, what people are asking, what are you doing these days to, to get traffic in and what are you doing? And I, you know, open up my mouth on a webinar and then boom, immediately right. people just started saying teach me you got a course you got this you got that it was revolutionary in the e-commerce world is revolutionary in the blogger world they've been using this for a long time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's there are two different worlds two different dichotomies if you could get good at both and bring them together now you've got something now you've got a, a real business with legs that can stand for a long time you got longevity in your business if you can master the content marketing and you compare that with man i know how to i know how to get products i know how to create products i know how to put that into action and do the marketing then you've got it you're you're good to go 100 percent. yeah i mean this is uh you know it's something that i talk about with rj quite a bit it's like the money's in the niches too right like so it's not necessarily mm -hmm. like just spraying a bunch of stuff up onto pinterest right it's like being focused having um being able to put together something that's coherent and cohesive and makes sense to the person when they go to your board and they understand why those things are there on your board and why they when they go to your blog you're talking about these things it's not a bunch of random things that are stuck together no you want to build a brand yeah. Okay. So like, so you know that most of our audience is like a print on demand, um, mm -hmm. kind of like get into this a little bit. Have you helped anybody, uh, run traffic to their print on demand products? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's been uh, a few people in the past where I've done overhauls or I've worked for maybe two or three months to get it moving in the right direction. And they had print on demand products. There's been a situation with one person where they had print on demand products in their Shopify store was driving traffic in and then they shifted gears and said, I want to change my brand. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you're going to have to redo all of that, you know, of mm -hmm. the whole, everything that was set up on Pinterest and all of that was going to have to be redone again, but they were, they were going to go back and try and, and do some of that on their own. So, yep. Um, I don't think it matters if it's what type of products you have. It doesn't matter. A lot of people think, well, I just do print on demand. Is there something specific for Pinterest for print on demand that I need to know about that would be different from any other type of product? And the answer is no. You need to build a brand. And it doesn't matter if it's a digital product, if it's a print on demand product, if it's a physical product, build a brand, get to know your audience, figure out what is the language that your audience is speaking and then you speak that that language back to them. That's mm -hmm. how you you basically cast your net out to go and get a targeted audience to come in. So what I mean by that is keywords and long tail keywords. That is a language that your audience is speaking. That is what they're typing into the search engine. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do is try and cast your net out to catch as many of these keywords as you possibly can and making sure that you've got the right ones for the right people. Yeah. So you're not trying to get everything in the ocean. You're trying to get the targeted ones who are really interested in what you have to offer. And those are the ones that will buy from you all day long. They're the ones that bring in the majority of your traffic. So you have to really target your audience and then figure out what is it that they're looking for? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, what is a problem that I can solve for them? 
And ask yourself this question with your product. This is important for every entrepreneur because this is what's going to make any product sell. How does my product solve a problem? Because that is what people are looking for. This, this should sound very familiar if any of you guys are in the top secret research group, like she's speaking my language. Like this is the stuff that I talk about all the time. Like this is what being an entrepreneur is, right? It's like solving problems. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Like we step up to solve the problems for other people. Um, and if you start thinking in this manner and start thinking about like, how does my product solve a problem for X and it lets you get into the mind of the customer and lets you understand why they'd be looking for something, what search terms they'd be using, what language they're going to be using. It allows you to dive much deeper into it. And when you understand your customer on that level, then it allows you to be able to create an offer that speaks to them, becomes irresistible, becomes something that they absolutely must buy because they know that you are the answer to their problem. Yeah. No, guys. Um, also, too, I see the questions coming in in the chat. We'll uh, we'll get to those um, thirty minutes into the show. Um, but you know, some some really good stuff right here. Some uh, yeah. Some people are going to probably want to go back and watch this over again because she's dropping like some really really good yeah um, bombs in here. Um, so four years in. Um, in terms of Pinterest and what it's doing right now, um, I know that like one of the popular strategies at the very beginning was kind of spammy, which is like the follow unfollow thing, right? Which as far mm -hmm. as I know, like it doesn't work. Like Pinterest has worked really hard to kind of make it so it's an optimized experience for the user and that kind of stuff doesn't go down. Um, what do you, what would you say like is the one tip you would have for people when they're starting their Pinterest account, like to um, start building a Pinterest business or a Pinterest marketing strategy, um, like how would you start out? I think you need to put all of your time and attention into learning Pinterest SEO. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not just talking from an organic perspective. I'm also talking for if you want to run any kind of promoted pins and you want to keep your CPC down, you need to use keywords. So the targeting is much different than what you do with Facebook ads or Instagram ads. You're targeting that gets your cost down really low is through keyword phrases. And I'm testing right now some uh, more popular keyword phrases and then some keyword phrases that I had found and discovered through the research that I do of zero competition on Pinterest, just to, to test them in promoted pins to see how well they, well they perform. The mm -hmm. ones with zero competition, are they actually gonna perform or does it need to have some kind of competition behind it? Mm -hmm. uh, and then throw money behind that and then it performs better. But the name of the game with Pinterest is keywords. It is a search engine. So you have to treat it like a search engine. And throwing throwing money at it isn't gonna work. That's so, the number third number three search engine too, right? It's a third. It's a yeah, it's third. number okay. three in the world. Yeah. So we've got Google is number one, YouTube is number two, and then Pinterest is number three. So with with that, you want to master your search engines as much as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube is a very powerful search engine. Mm -hmm. That's been kind of fun for me to kind of play around with that a little bit with some of the videos I'm doing. I've been do finding some low competition, like zero competition keywords mm -hmm. and trying that same technique over there to see what happens. And uh, it's interesting because you can, you know, get get more viewers, get yeah. the search engine sees that and it pushes your videos out further. Yes. So, uh, you know, keywords is the name of the game for longevity. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be for both organic and paid on Pinterest because it is a search engine. Now, no. when you when you do a pin and you put a pin out there and you've got the right keywording down, there is no mm -hmm. such thing as a an off switch to a pin. Mm -hmm. Pins don't have an off switch. They keep going and they are out there for years. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Um, going back to what you said at the very beginning real fast. I know some people are, are like me, what is CPC? Um, that's okay, guys. I understand. I, I'm the same way too. At one point, uh, it's cost per click. Okay. Um, yeah, just to throw it out what, there, right? what you're paying every time somebody clicks on one of your mm -hmm. ads or pins or whatever. Um, so in terms of keyword research, um, do you have any tips? Like, where do you like to do your keyword research? Like, where do you want to find those long tails, the things that aren't out there um, mm -hmm. on Pinterest? Yep, you want to start on Pinterest first. Mm -hmm. Really understand how the, the Pinterest platform is set up. Uh, figure out, you know, what are these categories? And tap into the categories, deep dive into that, because that is 
a way that Pinterest has organized what people are searching for the most. So they do take notice of everything that people are typing into the search bar. If it's strong, they're going to turn it into a massive category. That's how they came up with the categories. If it's, sure. if it is strong enough and it can fit within a category it's called a topic. Now those are, are very, very important keywords because that is what Pinterest understands. That's their language of how the algorithm has been developed. Um, so that was developed, uh, the smart feed came into play in 2014. And it's one of the most ingenious things that could have ever been done was mm -hmm. to take it, it was a social media site and then they turned it into a, a visual search engine. To me, I thought that was amazing, genius, genius. No one else is doing that. And you have to understand that the founder has been Sil Silverman. And before he started to put together Pinterest as his creation, he worked for Google prior to that. Mm -hmm. So there is this background in there of search engines. And this was very visionary to be doing back in 2014 and saying, you know what, visual marketing is the way to go. And let's make it a search engine so that people are actively trying to look for things. And when they're in Pinterest, they're looking for ways to solve a problem most of the time. And that's why I say if your product solves a problem or if you've written a blog post that's got your products in it and your blog post teaches people how to use your product or how it solves a problem, they will find you. They will find you both organic or paid a lot easier, a lot easier. So it's especially if you are a brand that is unknown. Now, as you become more known, more people will be actively seeing your products. And it's a lot easier because those people are no longer cold traffic or warm traffic. They're already familiar with your brand. So an example of that is like Walmart. You know, mm -hmm. everyone knows who Walmart is and they can put out a pin and it's warm traffic. I mean, I don't know that they have such a thing as cold traffic anymore because their brand is so big. Yeah. Everybody knows Walmart. So they will see that pin and they know what Walmart is. They've already built some kind of a trust trust factor with that brand. So they're either going to shop online or they're going to shop in store. And I have seen people pull out their mobile phone right inside of a Walmart store. And they were trying to think of a product that they saw on Pinterest that they were really interested in picking up while they're at the store. They open up their Pinterest app. They go into there. They go into their board. They pull up that pin and say, oh, yeah, that's what it was. And they add it to their shopping cart right inside the store. And that's a, that's amazing to me because yeah. you, you can actually use Pinterest to drive traffic into brick and mortar stores as well as online stores. And also, too, it's like a good feeling, too, because like you've been studying the self and like self-educating yourself. And you're like, I know exactly what she's doing. You know, what uh -huh. I, mean? I heard it. <laughs> I thought for myself, but I thought that's remarkable. That's so awesome. Nothing. Uh, uh, so, a lot of people don't understand like what you said. I'm pretty sure um, you said that the pins never go away. You want to kind of go into more detail about that. Like, what does that mean? Like, so yeah. when someone pins your pins your post, what happens? Like, does it go away? Does in it disappear? It lives in the search engine forever and ever. And if you're lucky, Google will index it too. There's a oh. lot of pins that are indexed in Google. Awesome. Now you're double dipping. So if you can do your research in a way where, yes, you want to start on Pinterest for your basics of keyword research, but I actually go to Google for mm -hmm. a lot of it as well, because I'm now trying to work the two search engines together. Yeah. And I've, uh, on more than one occasion, indexed uh, Pinterest boards in Google, rank them on Google page one, number one search result for the entire board. And it stayed there for one of them, I think has been there for at least three years. And the long, same number one position for the same keyword phrase that I was targeting. No, no. Okay. Now that's, that's pretty interesting that you say that because um, how long did it take you to do that? And then also once you rank it on Google, Pinterest sees that you're driving, like the traffic is coming from Google and then Pinterest rewards you too as well and puts you up there. So it's like a win-win situation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. double, double everything. You have something that people want and there's not many people doing it. So that's the secret behind the search engine with the keywords is you have to go figure out what people want, check your competition level. Mm -hmm. And if you see that there is not many other people doing that, 
go test it. You need to move into that space because that could be what's indexed, not just in Pinterest really well, but in Google. Yeah. When it gets indexed in Google, it sits there for a long time because it, it takes a lot for, for Google to make the decision of prioritizing your pin or your yeah. board um, into their platform. But yeah. it does happen. And if I go in and I type in a certain keyword phrase for different people's boards that I've worked on, I can still find it on Google page one search results for that where it happened. And the first time was accidental. And yeah. then after that, I started to intentionally figure that out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, how did I get that board index in Google? <laughs> how did this happen? Um, it's something, okay, let, okay. So when you, like most of the time say you, you're, you, um, you have a, a very viral pin on Pinterest, yeah. the chances of it being on Google are really high. Is that yes. or just? Okay. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, there is a lot of people showing interest on Pinterest. So when the Google bots crawl onto Pinterest yeah. and they see something it's uh, that people have a high interest in and they don't have anything else in the Google search engine that is similar mm -hmm. to that, they're going to index it. You're going to get that pin or that board indexed. It's going to be there. So when people do a Google search, they find you. They find your pins. They find your boards. So that's how you work the two search engines together. And that's a part that is often neglected where they think of Pinterest as just Pinterest, and I'm thinking beyond just Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I mean, think bigger. Damn. Um, this is now, good. <laughs> there is an integration that happened with YouTube and Pinterest as well. That is huge. So if you've got YouTube videos, you need to be pinning them onto Pinterest because Pinterest really loves the videos right now. And I okay. think they're going to be prioritizing those pins. Yeah. <laughs> no, no views for you, Matt. Damn it, Matt has a Matt has a video on you. Like this, this is the second time Matt has done this to me in my life. Where we we first we start off on merch by Amazon together, right? And then his second month, he does over ten thousand dollars in royalties. And then he gets makes his second YouTube video, right? And it has over a hundred k in views, and he passes me up, and it just blows me out the water for this. This is the I'm second just, time this has happened. I'm just naturally talented, bro. I can't help it, man. It's not my fault. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there looking at him like, this guy, right? <laughs> um, there's a good question in the in the, in the the chat here. Um, just for the sake of conversation, oh, yeah. for a brand we want to build from scratch, how much time per day or week should we be devoting to the Pinterest platform? Mm. Uh, if you know how to do the right things, that work, it's not going to take you much time. If you're trying to figure it out on your own, it's going to take you a good three to four years. That's what it's taken me. <laughs> so, okay. you know, don't do that. I figured out along the way of what not to do. A lot of uh, trial, a lot of error, and was able to uh, get past that as well. So there's a lot of ups and downs. But if you are building a brand, you need to be doing a lot of pins consistently. Mm -hmm. So it's not always a matter of how many pins per day. I do recommend you push up to 20 to 30 pins per day of your own stuff as quickly mm -hmm. as you possibly can. And you're not going to be able to do that manually in Pinterest. It is really difficult to keep up. So you're probably going to need to use a scheduler. Mm -hmm. But you can get results if you were doing nothing and you just do five pins a day of your own stuff, you will see results. Um, I've got one person where it's just five pins a, a day for them and their traffic increased by 486% last month. Why? Because there was nothing. So that was a, a dramatic change um, of what happened there. And also it's the right season. It's the right season for their particular niche area okay. where this is a, maybe a higher point because it's tapping into this back to school time and right. it works well. And when you tap into the right trends and seasons with your boards and stuff, that's where you're going to start seeing a big increase as well uh, happening. So it's possible for you to get those increases all year. How much time does it take? I don't know. It depends on uh, what you're doing. If I do my keyword research and I use do a fast pin method of testing keywords, I can probably find anywhere from six to 10 zero competition keyword phrases in about 15 minutes. And then the next 15 minutes, what I do is I make the pins and I have a method for doing it fast. And I can pop those out in 15 minutes. 
And then I take all my keyword phrases that pushes into my full pin description. So it's keyworded up. And then I load it up into the scheduler and fire it off. And then within three days, you're in there checking your Google Analytics to see what is what pins are being thrown back at you, what is coming back in. Awesome. And right. then you okay. want to make note of that and you capitalize. You capitalize on it. You always capitalize on what's working. So you're not going to just throw pins out to the wind and hope for the best. You've got you need a strategy. And when you've got a clear strategy in place, then you'll spend a lot less time than what everyone else is doing because they don't know what they're doing. So get a good strategy in place, capitalize on what's working. No, for sure. Um, <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know, just uh, me and Matt, we've been doing research on Pinterest and it's actually a very fun platform too. It's not boring. Like when you're doing research on there, Matt, like it's not boring, huh? It's like, it's like you feel like you understand it and like, I don't know the things that it shows it's you. A, it's a very unique way of yeah. uh, looking at information because it's so visual versus like, you know, RJ hates to read, so I think that's why he enjoys it so much. <laughs> but I um, like, an I spy, like an I spy book for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my favorite library book right there. Uh, so when you're when you're talking about uh, about schedulers, like, do you have a preferred scheduler that you use? Is it Tailwind? Is it you know like HubSpot or any of the uh, the other tools? Yeah, it is Tailwind. They are the only ones with an approved API with Pinterest. Gotcha. So that's I, the one that you really got to use. I assume that like everybody and everybody I know that talks about Tailwind like speaks super, super highly of it. Like it's just it's a very good platform. Um, and it, you know, obviously it's it's partnered up with Pinterest in the sense that they're approved to use their API. So obviously it yeah. does a good job of maintaining what the brand wa actually wants them to do. Right. Like putting good pins up and not doing mm -hmm. things that are spammy or or um, or bad on the platform. Right. It puts it will push your pins out at optimal times when people are actually using Pinterest. So people are not using Pinterest at nine o'clock in the morning. Here's right. And it, that may be when you're pinning, but that's not when people are actually using Pinterest. Here's a question from Juan right here, Teresa. Can you explain what a pin is? Yes. So if you, um, I don't know if anyone did this. I did this because I was kind of nerdy as a kid. And you have a bulletin board. I knew it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd comes out. Mm -hmm. You have a bulletin board and you want to put stuff on your bulletin board and you use a push pin to put the stuff on your bulletin board. Okay. Now, if you want to, you can take your bulletin boards, take it up a notch and you put things into collections. So on this bulletin board is my collection of butterflies. I pin all of my butterflies. And I can even label it and say, these are monarch, monarch butterflies. Now, I don't want to pin my, I don't know, lightning bugs onto a butterfly bulletin board. Because that's going to mess up my collection. And it doesn't make any sense. So what you're doing with the pins is you're organizing information into boards. You can also think of it as organizing it into like file folders, if you will. So what I would do is I would take uh, everything, I would create a new board and I would pin my fireflies onto that and make that a collection. So if you think of a push pin, you are putting something into your board and it is all about that. Now, do that in the same way as a picture. If you are pinning a picture onto a board, what you're doing is those pictures, those vertical images that you're seeing on Pinterest, those are called pins. It's not because it's a push pin, but that's where the concept came from mm -hmm. was from back in the day when people were doing collections on bulletin boards and they were using pin push pins to put these pictures or whatever on their bulletin boards. That's where the concept originated from. So that's why they're called boards and pins. But the, the pins are basically vertical images mm -hmm. and they are focused on one topic. And there are things like it, uh, with a broader topic would be a board. So a broader topic would be weddings. I could have a board entirely focused on weddings. Within that board, I'm going to collect things that I want to plan for a wedding. So maybe I want a certain hairstyle. I'm going to find a pin of someone who has a hairstyle that I really like. And I'm going to put that into that wedding board as my way of planning and preparing. Maybe I like this pair of shoes. 
So I'm going to pin that into the board too, so that I remember it. And I put everything that I want to prepare for that event into one area. So you are taking these images and you are saving them as now what they call it, saving it into a board so that I can come back to that board later, mm -hmm. open it up, go in there and see all this stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, one person said it's, it's a way of hoarding everything digitally. <laughs> yep. You take all your digital stuff and you can hoard it and you can legitimately be a hoarder. <laughs> also guys, if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them. Now we're going through them. Um, we're just having a conversation and going through them pretty much. Um, here's what, what's your YouTube channel? Teresa, you have a YouTube channel. I'm sorry. I, I do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I started to actually get more serious about in the last month. Okay. I realized people are actually subscribing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I have um, something intelligent to say once in a while. So is, is yeah. it your name on YouTube? No, it's Pin Traffic Power. Yeah. Okay. So Pin My Traffic name is Power. on there, but I don't do anything underneath my own name. Okay. Um, so it's Pin Traffic Power, and you can get a lot of free tips, free resources, all kinds of stuff. I just uh, put up a video late last night that talks about the differences between a Facebook ad and a promoted pin. So people might be interested in that and, and getting more details of what is the difference and which one is going to work for me best, or maybe I should try both. Okay. Um, I shared it right there on the channel guys after this too, as well. And I mean, in the comments after this, I will put it down below in the description too. Um, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Um, I think, uh, luxury card stores, uh, question is good too. You want to pin that? Um, yeah. there you go. So uh, in terms of your keyword research, um, like I know what my answer to this question is, but I'm curious what yours is. Do you recommend using a VA or somebody to help you with keyword research or do you have software that uses this stuff or do you do everything yourself kind of organically going through it and comparing against Google and everything else? Yeah, so I use the virtual assistants for almost everything else except the keyword research because that is the most vital piece of the puzzle. That has to be right. Um, I really should probably train one of them to do that and then go back and check their work. But sometimes, you know, people like to take shortcuts Yep. and mm -hmm. I, I think to myself, you know, where, where can I spend my time? Am I spending my time checking their work or am I just, I mean, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just do the work. So I still do all of the keyword research myself for everything because that is what's going to move the needle in your Pinterest account. That's what's going to move the needle in your traffic and your brand awareness. It's all about that. Everything else is outsourced uh, that I can possibly do. Even scheduling in Tailwind, you know, I've got one person who I've trained can master that. I've got two graphic designers. That's no problem. But I tell them my exact pin title of on every single pin of what we're going to have because that is keyword researched, even the pin title. Yep. So, so um, uh, I was just going to say, um, yeah, your answer lines up directly with ours. Like this is something that we talk about all the time, right? Like that is something that I feel research requires intimate knowledge of whatever the subject is that you're talking about. Um, you need to understand things deeply and understand, you know, not just what you're seeing in terms of the data, but you also need to understand how it like applies within whatever the zeitgeist is, whatever, whatever the, the current state of the internet is, like the people that you're trying to actually create this stuff for. So if you're going to have a VA who is in the Philippines or in Pakistan or something like that, they're not going to understand America and what people are searching for in the exact same way. Um, and it's very difficult to get them to have that understanding to, to know how people are going to think and search and look for those keywords um, or any other kind of research. Um, so like, 100% I agree. Like it's, it's one of those things that like everybody wants to look to outsource as much as possible, look to outsource the things that, that are easily outsourced versus having maybe to have to go through a lot of work to train somebody, um, and a lot of expertise too. They, they take a while too to learn, um, SEO. Like they, my guy still knows, doesn't know SEO and I get, I get pissed off because I'm just like, mm -hmm. dude, like this doesn't make sense. Do you understand that? I don't make sense sometimes, but I can see that this doesn't make sense. And it just, I don't know. Like it just gets me mad, but at the same time, it's at the end of the day, it's my fault because I'm actually outsourcing that part and trying to take the shortcut. But looking at it, um, it's it's an easy fix, you know, because he kind of like laid out all the keywords for me, and if I don't see something right, I just fix it. That's simple. So, <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, um, 
business or personal Pinterest, uh, does that make a difference? It makes a huge difference. If it's for business, you have to have a business account because you need analytics, mm -hmm. you need rich pins, and you need to have access to promoted pins if you want to run that. So those are the three things that are available to you only in a business account, and it's absolutely for free. Yeah. Yep. No, also to like, um, thank you again, Teresa, for coming on. Like you shared so much knowledge um, within, we're 40 minutes in and you already shared a lot. And uh, you guys need to go uh, subscribe to our channel. Um, go over to our channel right now. I shared it in the comments and I'll share it one more time, guys, in here, in the comments, in the chat. Go over there and subscribe to our channel and I will put it down below in the description too after the, after the show's over, okay? So subscribe to our channel. Do that for me, please. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you, guys. Um, I have a question for you. Um, is it possible to do video pins now? I know that you could do them as promoted pins, but can you do actual video pins now? So video content yeah. for Pinterest? Nice. Yeah. Don't yeah. you dare, Matt. So they need to be under 15 minutes. Okay. And then you just load them up into a pin, right? Man, You have to do it manually in Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Load them right up. Make sure that's keyworded up like crazy. And then let it go out there. And those video pins do really, really well. YouTube videos do extremely well on Pinterest too. Just keyword that up and you're pinning straight from your um, YouTube account. And there's the account integration now. So you mm -hmm. wanna make sure that you go into the back end of your settings and claim your YouTube channel. And uh, the videos are, are phenomenal. So with uh, one of my clients, they've done a ton of YouTube videos in the past, totally mm -hmm. embarrassed by it, but I'm like, I don't care. This is just showing your brand and your authority. We're gonna pin them. <laughs> <laughs> whether you want, them, want me to or not because yeah. this is your brand this is showing your expertise even if That's it's true. from five years ago i don't care so i created an entire board that uh -huh. is all about their videos and that is their number one top board people just keep uh saving pins out of that out of that board because they just love the videos right. matt your uh your brain's going off right now ding 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 uh, so <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> Again, like I'm, a, I'm like, this is what I do, man. Like, like marketing is my thing. So like my, yeah. my thought process is right. Like, so I'm, I'm a big believer in pattern interrupts, right? So like when we're doing marketing, we want to do something that, that catches people's eyes, right? Like back to Seth Godin, the purple cow, right? Like when you're driving through a field of cows, like what's going to stand out black and white, a purple cow will stand out instantly, right? So in the field of Pinterest, where it's lots and lots and lots of images, right? If you have something that's video, that's animated, that that's it definitely stands out. I remember that when I was doing Pinterest research a couple of years ago, um, the only way that we could do it was like through promoted pins. You could do promoted pins that would mm -hmm. have some video content to them, but they stood out so strongly within the search results. Like you instantly, your eyes are drawn to that movement on the on the screen. Hmm. No, uh, sorry, Ariana right here. On Canva, easy flip videos make five to six simple pins and download as a beta video option. Free account, it works and it's easy. Thank you for that tip. Yeah, you can do that. You can also do the the GIFs, the GIFs, but they don't work so well on Pinterest. Tested those a long time ago. They kind of do nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like posting just a link up there now. Um, before it used they used yeah. to do really well on Facebook. Um, now it's like you're like the like keyword stuffing or spamming or whatever you're mm, doing. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you use any kind of software for your keyword research? Nope. nope. I have used SEMrush a lot in the past. And the way that I've used it was to check the competition level of some keyword phrases around Pinterest by checking the mm -hmm. domain and seeing what's on there. But you can actually use, uh, you can do that in Google for free. If you understand some a little bit of uh SEO and how to search on Google, you can do that mm -hmm. for free, which is actually what I do all the time. I don't need to spend like SEMrush is expensive. It's well over a hundred dollars a month now. Yep. Yeah. So some um, of those are very, very expensive, but it, it is not finding me the zero competition either. Mm -hmm. You use like keyword planner, like on the back end. I don't even, using? I don't even use that. No, oh, I yeah. use Google. Okay. Yeah. I search uh, the platform, I search for what is indexing in Pinterest into the Google search bar itself. Okay. This is this is kind of old school stuff. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's it's good though because you're actually getting results, right? Like you're actually seeing what other buyers are seeing when you go into Google yeah. and, you, and you put the search results in, right? Like, um, yeah. now are you? I'm assuming you're doing that probably in incognito, right? You're not necessarily doing that from your own browser. No, I'm doing it from my own browser. Okay, uh, and I'm also using some free Chrome extensions of oh. keywords so that you're expanding that out a little bit further, and so those right. are great to use. And I, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to spill the beans on everything here, okay. but it, you can search in a way on Google uh, where it is going to tell you what is coming from different domains. Yeah, I can, I can do that with any domain name to see what is a competition doing or where is it coming from with, uh, um, and that's the same thing as what SEMrush does. Mm -hmm. But you can actually do it for free right in Google. So I used SEMrush for a long time, and then I realized this is like the old school method, method of this over here that I done years ago. Just do that, and it was, you know, spits out similar results or same results. That's all you need. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Yep. It doesn't need to be really, really complex. And I use that method. And uh, what I see is the pins come back at me in three days. So that's why I started to call it a fast pin method because I could make the pin fast, test the keyword, and then the, the, the keyword floats back into the, it pops up and it shows up in Google Analytics within three days. And you'll start to see that traffic coming in a lot faster organically to the point that with, every single account I was working in, the average was 100% increase of traffic. Mm -hmm. For one brand, it was 201% increase of traffic. Last month, the month of August, in that account, by doing the method and that method only, five pins per day is all that's set up in the Tailwind scheduler for that one. This is an author, not a person, a name that you would know, well known, mm -hmm. but is a best-selling author, has six best-selling books in Amazon. That's a whole other topic mm -hmm. of the whole methodology that he teaches on how to do that. Working behind the scenes, 486% increase of traffic, five pins a day. Mm -hmm. And what happened there was finding those low competition keywords that nobody was doing on Pinterest that is actually speaking the language of the audience. It's questions that they're asking and no one is answering it. Hmm. Um, no, she doesn't do it in incognito. Okay. She's a gangster. She don't need to, right? There are <laughs> <the> comments. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, okay. A lot of this information, um, it's gonna, it's, it's nurse said, is this information in your course? Of course yeah. it is. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have to ask the people who are in the program right now, what they think about this whole fast traffic method that I, started practicing on a regular basis to do for increase of organic. And now I'm actually testing it behind promoted pins as well, because I think it's fascinating um, to see what will happen with the uh, search engines. But where with that method, it's actually using Google to search the competition level on Pinterest. Mm. So that's sort of like a brain twister there, mm -hmm. but it works. And then yeah. you can pair that up with keywording that's coming from Pinterest itself as well. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is, is you start to see that many of those pins will, and boards can get indexed in Google as well as in um, Pinterest because it is so unique and so different. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, so also sure. so guys uh, uh, down below in the description, um, the pin mastery courses down below. Use Real Talk Twenty for a coupon code, and you get two hundred dollars off. So if you guys are interested, it's down below in the description. Um, so Alex's question here, um, I'm gonna take this really quickly. Um, so how would you define solving a problem in print demand? I've always asked myself this question, but I can't can't come up with a clear answer, right? So think about it in terms of like what people are passionate about, right? And generally what people are going to yep. be wearing wearing a t-shirt about is something that they're passionate about, something they want to express. This is their way of identifying with the tribe. Um, so in the case of like one of our Etsy stores, like one of the problems that we solve is the fact that representation within this particular niche is not particularly great. Um, and it also happens to be very misunderstood. So like the stuff that's out there in the market for the most part doesn't represent them. So the problem that we're solving is we're making things that actually apply to who these people are. Um, they feel proud to wear the things that were created 
creating because it actually speaks to who they are as a person. Um, and it, it allows them to have an identity that they can wear on their chest. They can put that message out there for people. Mm -hmm. There it is right there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, you have to, you got to know your audience. That's, mm -hmm. that's the key. And right. sometimes it can be a lot of humor that you bring into play that only that audience understands, but the average person doesn't. If you put that on a t-shirt, they will buy it and they mm -hmm. will wear it proudly because it's kind of like an inside joke and people will stop and ask them because they don't understand it. And they love that because they get attention. So when they walk down the street wearing your shirt, they get attention because they get it and they can tell who else gets it and doesn't get it. And if they do get it, wow, you're like me. We're in the same tribe. We're in the same right. group. Yeah, I messed up on the coupon code guys down below. I'm sorry, I suck. It's Real Talk 200, not Real Talk 20. Uh, hers is right here. Oh, oh no. Jessica, do you suggest breaking a board into smaller sections? No, 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 no. <laughs> You know, I, when I when they did the board and they started to do these section things, I thought that was great because of the organizer inside of me. But then after a while, I realized that's not so great because I want those pins to be mixed up. And if I ever have a duplicate pin in there, I want it to get lost. <laughs> I don't want it to be so noticeable if that were to happen. So don't, it is a complete waste of time. Mm -hmm. to organize the inside of your boards. A complete waste of time. It does nothing to the algorithm. Whatever you title those sections means nothing. Yeah. Those keywords actually don't work in the um, in the algorithm. So I wouldn't waste your time there. If you just like to do it for the fun of it, go for it for your own sake, but um, it isn't going to have any effect at all. I love hearing that. I, I that that was a great tip for those of you guys that uh, that aren't doing Pinterest yet and don't realize like sometimes it's very easy to repeat a pin um, like you you think that like oh this is awesome I need to make sure it's there and then forget that you actually already have it within a board so um, knowing that I don't have to worry about like overly organizing these things um, that's always awesome to me. Here's a here's a good question by Tim. Um, so like let's say let's let's for for your this is going to be an it depends answer. Yeah, like, no, but I, I want I can, I can answer like <laughs> it's an it's a, it depends answer one hundred percent. Let's let's put it towards like Teresa. So like in with your um, experience, long tail mm -hmm. keywords. Like what do you aim for? Like what do you what are you looking for? What's a good CPC for you? So are we talking about organic or are we talking promoted here? Uh, I'm assuming a, he's talking. I'm assuming he's talking promoted. promoted if he's talking yeah. prosper click. Yeah, it's a because it's a little bit different animal. Um, if you're doing promoted with the CPC, you need to get it down below twenty cents per click. Damn. You don't need any anything more than than twenty cents per click. If you're paying out a dollar, two dollars, you you will <laughs> you will look foolish because you don't have to. Yeah, I was thinking uh, below a dollar for some reason, but below twenty cents. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know how much experience you've had in the past with running like uh, uh, ads on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking uh, uh, for FBA, like no, um, no. like running manual ad campaigns mm -hmm. where it's all keyword stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find good low competition keywords where you can get that click down under a dollar. It never used to be that way, but now it is. It's getting harder and harder because there's more competition, more people that are running the ads. Yeah. And uh, the same is true with the other platforms too. Uh, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. It's really hard. It's getting more and more difficult to keep your costs down. Your CPC is down below a dollar. I can you I can get them under twenty cents. Yeah, I actually uh, about two years I figured out how to run some ads underneath the ad to cart, and I accidentally opened my mouth and. Uh, it got uh, oversaturated and I was getting like uh five cents, seven cents per click and doing like $200 for making $5,000 yeah. in sales. Mm -hmm. um, no, nah. yeah. uh, but, the, but exactly what you're saying though, is just like no one knew about that. Right. So there was no competition. Yeah. But, competition but it's, your CPC goes down. Yeah. But mm -hmm. again, on Pinterest, your CPC is, is kind of like running manual ads on Amazon. It's mm -hmm. according to the competition level of your keywords. So if you're picking really, really high competition keywords, you're going to have a higher CPC. If you pick yeah. lower competition keywords, but there's still enough demand, then you will lower down your cost of your CPC. So I guess, again, at the end of the day, you know, how willing are you to do the research 
to find some great keywords and move into the area that uh, your competitors are not moving into. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I do have some really awesome news for any of you guys who are taking part in the Etsy challenge. Um, we were talking to Teresa a little bit before this. Um, Teresa is actually going to come in. And when we talk about Pinterest as part of the challenge, Teresa is actually going to come in and talk to you guys about Pinterest because as much as I know about Pinterest and as much as RJ and Jay and Dion knows, like I would much rather have like the expert come in and tell you exactly, you know, what you guys need to be paying attention to and how to look at that and look at that problem and think about it as a marketing channel. Um, because as I've been, you know, very outspoken, like we need to be thinking about how to market outside of what the yes. platform is giving us. Like we need to think about traffic that we can actually, you know, <clears throat> maintain and control and not depend on what the platform is giving us. Um, it just makes our business so much stronger. It makes it so much more stable and so much less risky. Yeah. That's why she can't tell all the secrets guys. Cause she's waiting for that to challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, watch I out because I might be busting you in there. <laughs> yeah, so um, super excited to have her come in and do that for us. Um, I think it's it's going to be an amazing opportunity to go over this stuff. Um, as you can tell, like we're basically an hour in. Like I could talk to her for three hours easily. God, you guys are gonna <laughs> all this uh, the ad talk and all that stuff. It's like. Good, a good like two hours is good, but that third hour, I'll be like, oh god, oh no, man, like this is I'm like just waking up, like it's like who needs coffee when I got marketing. <laughs> so now that's that's pretty awesome. Well, we're coming up on an hour right now. Um, if you guys have any questions, we'll probably get one or two in, and then we're yep. calling it a night for sure. Um, because uh, Teresa is expensive. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go past the hour she's gonna try just uh, double time and a half yeah right <laughs> there's always gonna be a delay here just a second but uh, yeah. uh thank you this has been awesome um really appreciate you coming on um we should have had you on come on a long time ago like that we've we've talked about like literally like your name gets dropped whenever we talk about like people that we should have come on to the show and just for whatever reason we've always had something else that's come up so this has been perfect yeah, this is great. And I think that it it really helps to have more people aware of mm -hmm. the possibilities that are out there that often get ignored. So this is one of them where it is a uh, a very, very powerful platform, but it's it's underutilized. It really is. So if you are trying to get your brand out there and get it discovered, that's the place to go. Yeah. And there is a lot of big brands out there that still don't get it. They mm -hmm. still haven't moved into it. They still don't get it. So, hey, good you've got us. a shot. <laughs> yeah. this, is a, this is a good question to go ahead and end on, I think. This is a perfect question. Yeah. Last question, guys. What's a good ratio of your own pins to other people's pins? Yeah, there is no magic number. Okay. So one year ago, Pinterest publicly came out and said, if you want to pin 100% of your pins and that's it, go for it. We don't care. <laughs> it was people who created these rules and they were just making them up. There was right. nothing concrete that said, here's a ratio of pinning that you need to do. And here is why Pinterest never said that. So when push came to shove and they were asked, they said, you know what? Pin as much of your own stuff as you want. But the idea of how our algorithm works is to be consistent. So if you push out 70 pins today and you do nothing tomorrow, your pins are probably going to get less distribution because of not of not the fact that you did 70 or the number. They don't care. It's the fact that you didn't do it consistently. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do five, because that's what you have time for, and you do five very, very consistently, you will get that increase of 486% traffic coming into your website absolutely for free that's what i did why because you're just consistent so what i like to do is pin at least 90 to 95 percent of your own pins because it is your pins that brings the traffic into your stuff and then the other five to ten percent is being very, very picky about other people's pins that are not competing with your products or what you have to offer, but they are extremely high engaging. In fact, I go after and I, I know uh, where to look. Again, it's that keyword research. 
for the pins that are already going viral. And if it's going viral, I want that in my board. The reason why I want that in my board is because it pushes up my engagement. That pin's gonna keep going viral. Now in my board, my overall engagement goes up. And the name of the game now is to increase your engagement. Once your engagement overall and your account pops up, Pinterest says, man, you're doing something well. People love what you're pinning, so we're gonna start pushing out more of your pins. And that includes the 95% that is yours as well. So that's how you can leverage these other people's pins in your favor, where they have something that is so amazing that people love that you wanna share that with the audience that you are building on Pinterest, put that into your board, build your engagement up. Once your, your engagement pushes up, then you start to see a huge amount of traffic. So in July, when I was doing a fast pin method for a skincare brand, the increase of traffic was 201% according to uh, Google Analytics. That was the true measurement of what was actually coming into the store. And uh, what was happening from that with the 201% the increase of the traffic there um, was real high engagement. And a lot of viewers, the viewers skyrocketed from I think uh, at that point was sitting around 600,000 and it skyrocketed up to 1 million at that point. It was 1.1 million viewers during that month period because they were a lot of people that were looking for exactly the keyword phrases that I was testing and I was testing hundreds. So you'll see uh, when you are doing your tracking of your numbers, I track everything I've got. I've, I've, spreadsheet galores going on here lots of spreadsheets going on with tracking everything so that i can see what's what's happening and figure out what are some correlations what are some it's kind of like doing that re nerdy research and when you see your engagement goes up your monthly viewers your engagement is always going to be about half the amount of your total monthly viewers that pinterest says that's mm -hmm. normal that's good when your viewers goes up your engagement goes up Pinterest is clearly showing more people your pins. That's a mm -hmm. good thing. Therefore, you'll have more traffic coming into your store, right. to your website or whatever. So it all actually works together. Yep, that makes total sense, total sense. Um, so I just wanna say thank you again for Teresa for being here. RJ, we do have to make an announcement. Um, I wanna make sure we don't forget about that. Do you remember what we need to talk about? No, I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, what he's was, killing me. You're killing me. That? So, um, like I mentioned earlier, we do have the Etsy challenge that is going to start in a couple of, it's literally like, you know, 11 days away. Um, one of the things we've been thinking about a lot is like, how do we give more back to you guys? How do we keep you guys engaged? Make sure that you guys have as much incentive as possible to go through and take action on the course. Um, so what we decided to do for the first time is we're actually going to have prizes that are available for people that go through the course. Um, still working out some of the details, but um, in terms of the total value of prizes right now, it's about $3,000 in prizes that we're giving away. So first prize is going to include an Apple iPad Pro um, along with access to what we're calling our Black Friday Bootcamp, mm -hmm. um, which is probably about $1,600 in value total between the two things. Um, there's gonna be a $500 Shirtly credit. So like $500 in credit for product for Shirtly. Um, we're also gonna be giving away access to the Etsy crash course. Like there's gonna be a lot of stuff. So. Um, it's, I'm super pumped for it. Like, cause the, the thing is like, I want as many of you guys going through the challenge to take part in it every single day and to take action and to, to make a difference in your business. So anything we can do to incentivize you guys to continue to do that and get you guys excited every single morning to get up and go through the training and take these steps and take radical action and make a change in your business, I think is a good thing. So I'm super yeah. pumped for that. Like this, this is like, it's just, I don't know, man, like everybody can tell when I talk about how excited I am for the challenge. I know RJ is too. Um, I, it's going to be a really, really great thing. Guys, I remember it's $3,154, I believe it is. It just came into my head. <laughs> now, um, so Trace, I mean, you get to win those prizes too. We have a chance to win Woo! those <laughs> Nah, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, also, so um, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting to actually give a away that many prizes so yeah there's a yeah, lot yeah. i'm super coming. pumped yeah so we're adding stuff to it right now too so i'm i'm very excited for it um thank you Teresa. this was amazing um yeah i yeah, 
can't wait to talk more about this stuff. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a marketing nerd. So this is, this is my language. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, this is, uh, it's been kind of a little bit of a break between when we did real talk episodes, but, uh, this is going to be something we're doing a lot more of. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, do me a favor on Facebook, if you guys can um, just suggest some people in the future who you'd like to have us come on, it always helps to have different ideas, different people we can bring on. Um, who's going to help you guys in your business? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, once again, Teresa, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited that you came on and shared so much knowledge with everybody. Um, also to everything to Teresa stuff is down below in the description. Um, Real talk 200. Don't use real talk 20 because it won't work. Uh, no. use that. <laughs> and might, that's only, uh -huh. Go ahead. you might be disappointed because you only get 20 bucks off. You're like, man, <laughs> that's, no. a, that's a bummer. <laughs> and then that coupon only lasts until Monday, I believe that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you gotta yeah. get in now. Gotta do it mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, um, also too, I'll put a link to your channel too, as well. There's a lot of information I'm looking at at your channel right now. Well, a couple minutes ago, I was looking at, and there's a lot of good information on there. It looks like, so, um, yeah, guys, that's about it. Um, hope everyone has a good night. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah, thank you. It's great being here. Always Thanks, love guys. talking in nerd talk. <laughs> All <For> right. Sure. <laughs> okay. That's it. Well, you good? Um.